Hey, so this is David coming to you about a day before release. I'm in the editing uh, stage of the whole project. And it's fair to say that when we recorded this last week, we couldn't have expected anything that was going to happen in this past week. So we really didn't plan for it or really say any, have anything much to say about it in the episode. So I wanted to do a little address of before the podcast. And I spoke to Zach and we sort of agreed on this that, hey, things are rough for a lot of people right now. So we think that it would be good to, hey, check out that little uh, description there. What's in the description? Well, in the description is a link to donate to the NAACP because they're trying to help out some people who are in a pretty bad situation right now. And uh, basically what we're saying is uh, Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Unoriginals, a journey through the Disney Channel original movies. My name is Zach. And I'm David. And today, we are talking about the 1998 Disney Channel original movie, Brink. And what a movie it is. It's, it's certainly a film. Well, the first thing I will say, significantly better than You Lucky Dog. I, I want to save my thoughts for that. Because I'm not so oh? sh- I'm not so sure. But, oh, really? Yeah, but why don't you give us a plot synopsis of this film? Of course. So Brink uh, is a movie about inline skating. Uh, we follow our main character, Andy Brink, Brinker, and his other crew of Peter, Jordy, and Gabriella. Um, and they go up against Team X-Blades, which is led by the bad guy named Val. Um, X-Blades with a Z. At the end. Yes, of course, because this is the 90s. Um, we go through all sorts of different trials and tribulations with Andy, which involves his family needing money, being short uh, on cash, his father not having a job, and, of course, Disney Channel happy ending. Everything ends up nice for them in the end. The big thing I'd say about this film is that, quite frankly, it feels like it goes on forever. It does feel I mean, pretty you lucky long. Dog felt like it went on for a long time, mm-hmm. but this feels like it's even longer than that. It does feel by the time you get to the halfway point that the movie should be over already, but it's not. Well, and it feels like there's a lot of little things in there that really don't need to be in there. Right. Like the whole, there's a whole subplot that goes nowhere with, um, I'm just going to call him Brink, Brink's dad and how he is on disability because he fell off of something and hurt his back or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, he got injured in the construction site that he worked at. Yeah, and it doesn't really... It doesn't go anywhere. Mm-mm. It really doesn't go anywhere. And it's astounding how many times they mention it for something that is a single beat in the plot where he Brink overhears his parents going, oh, we're going to have some tough times ahead because we don't have money. So he goes, ah... I'm going to go join the evil skate team X-Blades in order to get some money for my family. So then he goes and he gets the job. Doesn't tell anyone that he got it, including his friends. Although he does try. Well, once again, that's something we need to get into. And then he goes to his parents and goes, hey, I got a job. And they go, oh, great. What's your what's your job? And he goes, it's skating. And they go, that's, and his mom basically says, that's fine. 
And his dad goes, absolutely no way. Screw you. It's 200 bucks a month or something. 200 bucks a, uh, a month, yeah, plus extra based on whether or not they win. Yeah, and of course that's 90s money. That's like late 90s money. So it's still it's not a lot like, of money. Yeah, that's a decent amount of money to be making at your first job, but it, it's still like, it's not going to make that much of a difference, I don't think. Well, I mean, it would definitely help for sure. I mean, money is money, but I don't know. The The biggest problem I see with all of that is that he definitely does try to tell his friends and family that this is what's going on, but he doesn't try hard enough. Like, if, if he takes an extra five minutes to, like, try and tell them something, they'll listen to him. Well, and that's not even to mention the fact that the reason he doesn't, he tries to tell one of his friends, then they hang up on him for valid reason. Mm -hmm. And then he does makes zero effort to tell them ever again. Right. And not only does he not make any effort to tell them ever again, he only tries to tell that one person. He should be trying to tell all of them, like, hey, this is really a temporary thing. I know we hate the guy, mm -hmm. and we hate their team, and we do this for fun. But right now, I need the money, and, like, this is a thing that I can do really well. And honestly, I'm going to argue that he does not do it very well. No. Most of the... There's some stuff in this. There are some tricks in this that I couldn't do, right? I mean, I couldn't do any of this. Yeah, yeah I couldn't do any of this. But the thing is, I feel like anything that Brink did in this film, like, give me, like, maybe a month, right? He's supposed to have been skating since he was, like, six mm -hmm. and, like, really good at it. But give me, like, a month and I can basically do what he did. That he does nothing. They do mostly, like, jumps, grabs, things like that. But spins, nothing too crazy. The, the craziest trick that we get is the whole plot point of one of Brink's friends not being able to do an inverted 540 spin. Which, they're like, oh, it's like a really hard trick, and it's really impressive when you do it. And then it's really not impressive at all. I'm like, that's just another spin. But it's upside down this time. It's an upside down spin. This is true. In a lot of films, right, what they are doing is impressive. Mm -hmm. And that's just so not the case in this film. It's astounding. Like... It is shocking how unimpressive everything looks. And they're like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Like, that's, they're doing the trick. It's so cool. But none of it's that cool. All of it's like, yeah, okay. I feel like, like any schlub who, like, has an idea of how to skate could probably do most of those things. Right. Something I will say that the movie does really well is the character of the dad. He's he's not just a, oh, I hate skating, dad. You're not allowed to do that kind of person. He actually has, like, motivations behind his character. He There's reasonings for what he does. He has more than just that one dimension of no skating. He talks to Brink when he's not doing good. It was really good. I think the, what they did with him was nice. Well, and even when he is given, like, things that don't make any sense or have the smallest amount of characterization. It's more than anyone else in this film is given. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like skating, not because he doesn't like skating, but because Brink does nothing else. He's not responsible. He doesn't do school, really. All he does is skate. So he's like, what the heck are you doing skating? You need to be doing, like, schoolwork and stuff. And when he gets a job, he's like, 
what? We're going to let you skate after uh, you basically got suspended for, like, two days because of skating? That's absurd. And then you're not going to pay attention to school at all, which is a bad argument, but, like, it, there's reason behind it. Right. And, of course, totally out of left field. Like, you knew it was coming, but the dad is then like, ah, you know, I used to like skating a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why we got you skating. But then skating everything changed when the, I'd like it. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Basically. <laughs> the dad has more character in this than any other character. And that's... As much as he's good, right, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Our main character is so incredibly unlikable he is the sort of person i want to like punch in the face i wouldn't even and i'm say not that a violent he's... person i wouldn't say that he's unlikable though i'd say he's just inconsequential like th- you could replace that character with any other character and i wouldn't notice a difference well i i do think he's unlikable and the reason i think he's unlikable is because whoever wrote this film mm-hmm. just took Every 90s slang word that they knew. Oh, for sure. And just, that's his personality. Mm-hmm. Which is not a personality, for one thing. And also, he's like... He's not a lovable doofus, right? He is just a doofus. He he legitimately... The guy who is their, like, bad guy, mm-hmm. right... His main thing that it makes him the bad guy is because he skates for money, and he's also kind of a jerk. So their response to that is to feed him worms, mm-hmm. which is worse than, I think, anything he does throughout the course of the entire film. I mean, all he does is really make fun of... Well, no, 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 no. He does, he does try to kill them twice. He does. He does, actually. You're right. He does try to kill them, um, which is really weird. Especially for, like, a Disney Channel movie about inline skating that the bad guy tries to kill two of the main characters, essentially. I think it's fair to say that he was just trying to injure them. Right, but, like, with the speed that they were going, because they were doing the downhill route and everything like that, like, they were going pretty fast. They could be injured pretty seriously or die from that. You're talking about the end of the film? Yeah, the end and with uh, Gabriella when it's the race against them to decide who gets to keep practicing. basically... Brink ends up getting caught by mm-hmm. the other members of his his uh, friend group who find out he's been skating for money, which is unthinkable. And uh, they challenge him to a downhill race. And so they downhill and the jerk guy goes, hey, stay on the outside on the turn. And he goes, well, why would you stay on the outside on the turn? You never stay on the outside of the turn, which granted is something I know about racing. Right. So like... Okay, and everyone hears him say that. Mm-hmm. There's no way they didn't. He was not sneaky about it. Well, I mean, and they kind of pretend that they don't because Gabriella doesn't yeah. understand when Brink tells her, hey, stay yeah, on the outside the, of the turn. The, the, the world says that they don't hear it. Right, but, but they should the hear it. the fact that they're standing next to them, him and he yells it at him effectively tells me that they do. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, Gabriella, something's going to happen. Stay on the outside of the turn. And then um, she goes, why would I do that? That's stupid. And then she doesn't and gets, like, seriously injured. Like, they're like, uh, she's not that bad. 
she didn't break anything, but she's really torn up. Yeah, she gets and like she serious road rash. Bed. Yeah, it's like, and she has to stay in bed. Okay, sure, movie. And she's not going to be able to uh, practice for the big championship. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, because of the last minute Brink gives up on his uh, sponsorship with Team X-Blades. And um, gets, like, his pay apparently, like, six months in advance. Yeah, from, uh, from the job that his father got him. place that he works at. Yeah, yeah, his dad got him. And um, they end up being called Team Puppin' Suds, which is the best part of this film. Well, because that's the place that he was working at. So they yeah, sponsored them. Yeah, Puppin' Suds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't an official sponsoring. Right, it was technical sponsoring. So, like, can you technically use their name? And, like, their logo and stuff. I mean, I'm assuming that he asked them about it, but, like, also, I feel like they wouldn't yeah. be that upset because this is just free sponsoring for them at this point. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And also, they do win. They do win the championship because it is a Disney Channel original movie. Well, yes, of course. Good guys have to win. And I'm starting to realize something. If these two films kind of carry the... If these two films, right, and I've seen some of the films later down the line... Mm-hmm. But if these two films kind of carry on into the future, these films are ent- are going to be so one note. Like, their plot is one thing for the entire film somehow stretched out to, like, two hours. Having seen multiple Disney Channel original movies, uh, I can confirm for a solid portion of them that is the case. So that, that's fun to look forward to. Yeah, and the problem is that none of these concepts, none of these ideas are strong enough mm-hmm. to carry a movie for that long. You Lucky Dog's one was, he's a dog psychic, and there's evil relatives who want the money, and he can't let them get it. This one is, there is a big inline skating championship. Because neither of those things are, like, actual plots to anything, those are just of things that are true in these worlds. You have to throw just stuff out of left field into these films for no discernible reason. Right. Like, there's no reason to have the dad um, be injured and on, like, disability, and they don't know if he's going to get his job back or not. For any reason other than to create conflict and mm-hmm. go, well, he needs to um, join the uh, join the team X-Blades and whatever. If you look at other films, right where there is a team that is going up against another team. Generally, the team that we are following that are our heroes are like, they're the worst team in the league, but they've been there for a while. So people know who they are, and they all know that they suck, but like this person's going to come in and make them like heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And this just isn't that. They don't seem to be bad at what they do. They seem to be fine at it. Right. They just apparently have never entered the championships before? I think they have. I just think they haven't won for some reason. Yeah, there's literally no reason that they win this year, other than the fact that one guy in the championship like wipes out and gets That's the, the only reason they make it to the finals, and then the reason that they win is because they saw Val cheat No, that's not even the reason, and... because Brink does come in first. Right, but then he also gets disqualified No, as no, they well. didn't. They didn't say that. Yes, he does. Really? He does. He gets disqualified for cheating. No, no. The only thing we get is that his other people yell at him that he's a cheater. We never see that he gets disqualified. And we know that his, but we know that I'm his, sure no. that he does. Well, but we don't hear, see that in the movie. I because guess. they should have ended the race immediately. 
You mm. don't disqualify someone at the end of the race after they beat the shit out of their um, competitor. Because that happens in this film. This right. is a televised event. They're like ESPN. Every like everyone else is here, but mostly ESPN because they're owned by Disney. And Specifically, ESPN two. Really, ESPN two. They put this on yes. two. ESPN two because that's the one where they had all like the action sports, <laughs> like the X Games and things like that, to uh, attract small uh, they children. Had it on the Ocho. Wow. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but the. The thing is, right, so there's cameras all the way down this track, and they're like, at one point, the feed cuts out, and they're like, oh, where where did the feed go? They go, oh, there's a blind turn, we'll see him after that. And presumably that's when Val starts cheating, but then he cheats the rest mm -hmm. of the race when we see people filming them. Right, so, because he's not smart. Yeah, but presumably the judges are watching that and going, yeah, yeah, that's fine, because he's not being gentle about it, he's like slamming. Uh, him with he's like punching mm -hmm. the Jesus out of um, Brink, and uh, honestly, they set up that Brink is a nice guy earlier in the film. Mm -hmm. That he has a tendency. They don't do with it throughout the entirety of the main yeah, film. They have a ten he has a tendency to lose races because he doesn't race when people get like wiped out. He goes and sees if they're okay. So the main mm -hmm. villain, Val, it looks like he does not mean to wipe out. He looks like he makes a really bad wipeout. And then, so Brink goes over to check on him, and then he goes, I knew you were going to check me out, and, like, pulls him down and, like, beats him up, and then zooms off with the cameras on them. At mm -hmm. any point during that, in any other, in, in the real world, presumably, they would have gone... And he's disqualified. The other guy wins. You can't just beat someone with your fists. Yeah. Right. Because that's not cool. The other option, I guess I don't know that much about inline skating, right? Maybe just bludgeoning mm. your opponents is totally legal. That's like um, that's like a roller rally, roller derby thing, right? That's roller derby, though. I mean, I know that that's fine in roller derby because like, that's kind of the point. But yeah, but I, I, feel I feel like, like for an inline skating race competition, that's probably like, not though, the point. The roller derby feels like it's more like tackling and like shoving, right? And he's like straight up like mm. punching him in like in the face and stuff. Like I feel like right. that would still be illegal in roller derby. I'm not familiar with the rules of roller derby, but I feel like that's illegal probably. Most likely. It's also during this that we find out his dad still has his job. Right. Well, we find that out yeah. during the halfpipe competition. Well, what I can't figure out is why they won this year, or would have come in third, but actually came in first because they got lucky. Mm -hmm. And they've not gotten in third any other year. I think that's just it. I think they just got lucky by another person messing up, so well, they, they got so, a Even if he hadn't score. messed up, they're basically saying he would. they would have gotten third, is basically what they're saying. Right. Right? So are you saying they got third every year? Probably. Or even lower, depending on the year. So what... We don't see anything, though. They don't ever talk about it. So we don't even know what changed. Exactly. Well, we do know that they got new equipment. I feel like that probably has yeah, nothing to do with anything. End. But, you know. Yeah, they got new equipment at the very end of the film. Right. Right before the main competition. We The, the, the thing is, right, we just don't know enough about these characters. No. 
We don't know their background. We know that they skate for fun, but then presumably they've been in the championship because they have this rivalry with Team X-Blades that we don't know why they have it. They just kind of have it. Mm -hmm. For fun. They have it for fun. Yeah, and then they're really worried about this championship. We don't know why they're worried about this championship. Why, If you skate for fun, then why do you want to win the championship? Right. It, It doesn't make any sense. Because if you skate for fun and you're really against making money skating, which they all seem to be very, very against that. It seems to be taboo in their group for some reason. Mm-hmm. The thing that you get when you win a what they what they say is the biggest inline skating championship in the country, I believe they say. I think so. Presumably what you get from winning that would be money. Sponsorship deals. Well, I mean, we do know that the X-Blades manager does try and come back up to Brink and offers him the captain lead since Val was kicked off the team. Yeah, and him saying no to that makes sense. Right. But presumably he's going to get other offers. Oh, 100%. Presumably all of them are going to get offers. So are they going to turn them all down? Maybe it'll be a case of they were waiting for all of them to get sponsored, but probably not because... I, I don't know. Their characterization doesn't well, make sense. There's so much. They're so hard, he, like hard and heavy into we skate for fun. Mm-hmm. We're soul skaters. We don't do it for the money. We're not in it for the money. We don't want the money. Right. So it's, it's just absurd. I want to talk about the not romance in this film as well. Because they played off like there's going to be one. And I'm betting in another cut there was. There probably was between, I think it's Jordy and Gabriella, right? No, it's um, Polly or Paul. Paul? Whatever Peter? his name is. The other guy. Peter, Peter. Peter. It's Peter. Yes. It's Peter and Gabriella, and they seem to have this thing going right. in the first half, and then they totally forget about it in the second half. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the in the original like cut of the film, or even in the script, it was written beforehand, and then they went back and they edited out the script, and they just forgot to take out all of it, so they left some of it still in. Well, and the thing is, that's the most interesting plot thread in the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of wonder, like, are they going to get together, even though there's no indication really that they are going to. But it's like, in movies like this, there has to be some sort of romance. Because, of course. Generally. And there wasn't in this one, which I guess is good. But, like, also, he was, I guess the vernacular of the time is simping. He was simping hard. Mm -hmm. She said, don't call me a dude once. I'm not a dude. It's like, okay, great. That's fine. Uh, you don't want to be called dude, then let's not call her dude, right? Right. And then, in, like, the next scene, these the other skaters keep call or the, the X-Blades keep saying dudes, and he keeps going, and ladies, every single time they say it. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's, like, five times in that scene. It go, it. it it's so aggravating. It seems like someone would do something someone would do in real life when uh, when you're trying to get with someone. Because there's no explanation to it. He's not trying to help them be better no. and more inclusive. He's just... And the way he thinks, like, and lady. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we know she's there. Okay. And also, she doesn't stick up for herself at all. Oh, not at all. Also, if this, if this movie was made in, like, more modern setting... Uh, he would wear a fedora, 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. That, he is the, like, embodiment of the nice guy. Mm-hmm. And he has no other character trait. No. Well, because we don't I get mean, to see him often enough to determine whether or not he has another character trait. Well, because the character traits of all the characters seem to be that Peter is, you know, like, uh, a uh, simp, like, nice guy, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. stereotype. Um, Jordy, you said, is the other guy? Yeah. 
He's fat and lazy. Right. Gabrielle is token girl character. She's also Peruvian. Right. Uh, so she is the token, not like, she's not white. Mm-hmm. That's her character trait. She is not white and like a girl. Right. And I say girl because she's like, what What are these? How old are these characters? Like 14 or 15? Maybe. Maybe 16? I think they're in high school, but like they also could be in middle school and I would not be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Except for Brink, who his character trait is that he loves skating so much. He's like a California surfer dude. Right. But for like inline skating. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's in his 20s. Something else that is interesting. Um, the person who plays Brink uh, actually grew up. His name is Eric Von Detten. And he played um, Sid in Toy Story. He was the voice of Sid. Yeah. And honestly, that I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when you look at him, he has that kind of like voice to him. Like you can you can tell yeah. that yeah, it makes he, sense. There's something disconcerting about him, mm-hmm. and I think that's really what it is. It's his voice. Also, another important important thing: the music in this film makes me very it's happy because I'm a personal fan of ska. I enjoy ska music, and all ska. It's all ska. It's so good. Well, maybe it's an oxymoron to say good ska. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's not, not the best. Ska. It's not the best ska. It is, it is bad ska. It's really not that bad. Well, every time we heard it, because we watched these films together, mm-hmm. every time it came on, I started singing fake lyrics to, like, Real Big Fish songs or something. <laughs> I was this is Real Big Fish. Because it sounds like it, it does. sounds like every it sounds like generic ska, but like it's not bad. Well, but ska doesn't even make sense in like '98, does it? Not for this film. Not for this film, but like it kind of makes sense with the kind of vibe that they're going for of like Southern California, and because Disney is too scared of rap, they're not going to put that in there. So ska is yeah, close enough for them. What's our next film? Our next film... Is our next film Halloween Town? I'm not sure. Let me see here. Because I know that Disney definitely has a rap movie. Yes, our next film actually is Halloween Town. It's Halloween Town, which isn't a rap film. But I feel like... And I've seen Halloween Town. I like Halloween Town. Halloween Town's good. Halloween Town's good. I feel like that film takes a million times more risks than this film did. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that film is, like, we're going to do, like, practical effects, which makes... Either that or it's pretty decent-looking early CGI. Like, they're not good practical effects, and it's not good CGI if it's CGI. But, like, they're trying. Right. Like, someone put effort into it. Um, and we'll see if my opinion on that changes when we watch it again. But the other thing about it is, like, there's some actual messages in there. Mm-hmm. This film has no message. So, with all of that being considered, David, out of 10, how many inverted 540 spins would you give this movie? How many inverted 540 spins? Um, Well, like, if I give more than one, right, it's no longer a 540. Are we talking, like, individual situations? Individual. Like, you know, you're one after the other kind of repeated thing. Not not in one jump. I kind of teased this at the beginning. I don't think this film is much better than You Lucky Dog. This film is... I'm tearing up here. No, um... (laughs) I don't think this film is better than You Lucky Dog. Mm-hmm. If it is, I think it's barely better than You Lucky Dog. Because as long as You Lucky Dog feels, and as boring as You Lucky Dog is, this film feels twice as long 
and I had you do the plot recap because I couldn't remember. <laughs> I can remember the plot to you, Lucky Dog. I couldn't tell you any individual instance, like, or any individual thing that really happens in you, Lucky Dog's plot. Right. But this one, the only thing I have is I know that in the last, like, 15 minutes, there's a big championship in a race. Mm-hmm. And I paid attention to this film. It's true. You did. And I couldn't tell you a thing about it. And unlike with you, Lucky Dog, I'm pretty sure it's not my mind blocking it out for my sa- for my own safety. Right. Because um, if you remember you, Lucky Dog, at all times, it's likely to drive you mad. Of course. So I'm. this one gets a... How many are we out of? Out of 10 or out of 5? Out of 10. Out of 10? Oh, goodness. This one gets maybe... I'm giving it a three. Really? Yeah, I'm giving it a three. Because I don't think... Did you watch this film again? No, I didn't watch it again. I thought about it, but I didn't. See, You Lucky Dog fills fills that void where I go, I'll watch it twice, but I don't want to watch it ever again. Mm -hmm. But... Seeing it once, I think, is a valuable experience to understand how to not make a film. Right. This one, I feel like, is so nothing mm-hmm. that you get nothing from watching it even once. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing there. It does. It takes no risks. It does nothing interesting. Nothing happens in it until the last, like, ten minutes. So you're watching basically... Um, I don't know how long the film actually is, but we'll say it's two hours. You're watching an hour 15 or 50 of nothing happen to get to the 10 minutes at the end that are totally disconnected from the rest of the film. So good news, it's not even two hours. It has a total runtime, including the credits of 99 minutes. Quite honestly, though, it <laughs> felt like an extended Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it, it felt like Endgame game. Which I think I said about You Lucky Dog, and I take it back. I totally take that back. You Lucky Dog feels long, but it feels long in the way that any movie can feel long if nothing really happens, or if it's badly shot. Mm -hmm. You Lucky Dog feels like two hours long. It's not. It's like 90 minutes. This film feels like forever. It feels like an eternity trapped in this film. Right. With characters that you don't care about. Because at least the dog and James Avery are good. In you lucky dog. The dad is trying his best in this film, but he's in so little of it that it's just you're trapped with these people that you hate and you don't know. This is what it feels like taking a train somewhere mm-hmm. by yourself and you have nothing with you, so you just have to sit there and listen to the person in the next aisle over on a business call for the entire trip. For me, I think that this movie was slightly better than You Lucky Dog. And I'll tell you why. Well, I did rate mine better than You Lucky Dog. With this one, the thing is, it's not much better. I'll I'll give you that. It's not great. But I feel like the characters in this one are at least slightly more memorable to me. Like, I can tell you more details about the dad's plot line than I could about um, Jack Morgan, um, the protagonist for You Lucky Dog. I could tell you more about Val than I could the three family members. I don't even know their names, but I know Val's name. And the only thing is... Well, it's lucky that it's only three letters. Right. But the main thing about this movie is, if I wanted to watch a movie with this plot line, I would just watch Karate Kid. 
because it's a significantly yeah. better movie than Brink is. It has more that it brings to the table. It brings even an element of like race into the picture of whether or not that's something that should be contested in society, which yes, it should be. I I think I think if you want to keep it in Disney, I think Cool Runnings even is a better film than this. Well, I mean, that's that's a given. Cool Runnings is a better film than this. But I think it's the same plot, effectively. Right. So, overall, for me, uh, Brink gets about three and a half uh, out of ten inverted 540 spins. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. But if I want to watch a movie that has this something similar to this, I'm just going to watch a better movie. Yeah. So we're averaging out to three and a quarter out of ten. Mm-hmm. We weren't that far in this film. We were not that far apart. No. Oh my goodness. So next time we get Halloween Town, right? Yes. Next time is Halloween Town, which. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Finally, some good fucking food. This this film can't be in the same universe. Well, as you lucky dog. Can I don't it? know about that. I feel like it could be. It's an entirely different. Well, both of these films take place in California. Mm-hmm. Different parts of California. Different parts, definitely different times. They they don't take place at the same time, but I'd say similar times, like roughly the same couple yeah. of years, but not. I mean, they're probably about as far apart in our timeline as they are in real life. Right. Which is something like five or six years. No, uh, You Lucky Dog was in June of nineteen ninety eight, and Brink was in August of nineteen ninety eight. They're only two months apart. Really? Yeah. So. I think it's fair to say that these films happen at the same time because they both take place over several like Brink takes place over like a few weeks. Brink, I think Brink takes place over about a month, roughly. It takes place over a long time, and quite frankly, You Lucky Dog takes place over like a week, maybe, maybe at most. I think that it's valid to say that parts of this film are happening at the same time as You Lucky Dog, mm-hmm. but they have no connection between them. No, not at all. Other than same general area of within being the same state, no yeah. no similarities between the two. But there's nothing that precludes them either. No. Like, you could tell me that these films do both were, like, real things that happened in a in the world, right? And I would say, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I this mean, is... obviously, there's some weird stuff about You Lucky Dog that would make me go, eh. But, like, in a world where I understand that that can occur, right. I'm, I'm tentative. About this, I have to say. About what? About this whole endeavor. Because the film here, right? Mm-hmm. Brink, with an exclamation point, we never mentioned Specifically that, Brink, not Brink. Is considered by IMDb to basically be the second or third best rated film out of all of these. Mm-hmm. And films that I thought were decent... I don't like High School Musical that much, but High School Musical is certainly better than this. Right. Um, I don't. Maybe I need to rewatch Halloween Town, as I've said. But Halloween Town is. I I can't see it being worse than this film. Right. I I because I remember enjoying Halloween Town. Oh, I do too. I remember that things happen in Halloween Town. Hmm. So I don't remember I if don't you see... mentioned or not, but Brink has an IMDb score of seven point one. Uh, which, like you said, which I believe, I think way is way higher than it deserves. Oh, hundred percent. But I think it's our. I think it's tied for third highest on our list. Yeah, and I wonder if it's that the reviews of it that IMDb is like rating it on mm-hmm. are contemporary. If they are like from the time that the film came out, that is a good question. 
Let's see what I can find out for you. I think that's something to address for next episode. Right. Because we're running a bit long. Yeah, I'll do some research on that, and we'll come back to that for Halloween Town. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. We'll we will solve this mystery, and we'll let everyone know in two weeks what we find. But uh, there's nothing really else to say. I that's Brink. Yeah, that just about sums it up. Thank you for listening. Uh, please be sure to follow our podcast, to like our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please share our podcast with your friends. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us drive um, our like people listening to us, and it will help me take classes to learn to better uh, edit these. If you've been listening on the Buzzsprout website, we are also now listed in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. So if you prefer any of those platforms, we're there now as well. Yeah, and honestly, if you can, give us five stars on a song. There's five stars. If it offers to give you give us comments, mm-hmm. please give us comments. We will read those. If you say, you should change this, we'll take that under consideration. However it works, it drives that algorithm, and it'll get more people to listen to us. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at UnoriginalsCast. And we actually don't have any sources for today's episode. So there won't be any sources in the episode description. And I think that just about covers it. Is there anything else we should plug? I don't think so. Well, in that case, that's us signing off. Thank you for listening.